0: Hello everybody. Uh, Welcome to week four of the Professional uh, Insights. Uh, My name is uh, Brandon Curry.
1: Josh Bond.
0: Jeff Collins. Trevor Lindy. Um, Thanks everyone for sending in your questions and comments and remember uh, everyone to share and like and tweet and all that stuff. Uh, Trevor, where do they do that?
2: Uh, the podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. We're also sharing it out on Facebook. So yeah, like and, like, uh, and share there.
0: Thank you, and, and, and congratulations to this week's uh, sharing and tweeting and all that and getting a question in, uh, Peter Simcisco and Erica Sindelar. That's <sighs> the yeah, uh, that's Absolutely. the that's how That's how uh, they're, they're Slo- Slovaks. They are born in Slovakia. Um, they're nice. my neighbors. They're avid listeners. So thanks very much, guys. Um, we'll just walk over, and knock on your door, on my door, and you get your two bottles of wine. Nice. So, uh, Trevor, what are we? Uh, what do we have up for uh, for questions for today? So,
2: so uh, this week we're going to have uh, Josh start us off. And yes. uh, big question is just around you know uh, government measures for cooling market uh, specifically you know non-residency speculations tax. Ooh, so ooh, that's good can you uh, elaborate on that a little bit for us?
1: Yeah about a year ago I guess uh, in around uh, April 2017 there were a couple of measures that the the government introduced one as you mentioned already is the uh, non-resident speculation tax uh, which I'll get into uh, a little bit more in depth and the other one is what we in our industry call uh, the A number and that's uh, you know a string of questions that the government has required that we uh, ask the clients and uh, submit so that we're, we're we're tracking the use of the property. Um, sorry, we're tracking the use of the property. Whether they are uh, Canadian citizens, uh, whether they're acting in the capacity as a trustee. So with respect to the A number, what the government's doing is looking to track the properties so that they can track the capital gains or those properties that, when sold, would be subject to capital gains. Uh, with respect to the non-resident speculation tax. Uh, it initially, st- it's provincially governed and you've seen it come out first um, in British Columbia and they introduced a 30% uh, increase on uh, the purchase price for any non-resident buying property within their province. So as of April 2017, Ontario followed suit with the, um, the ever-increasing at that point in time rise in the non-resident purchasing uh, and implemented a 15% tax. So primarily that deals with uh, all non-residents. Um, so you ought to be a Canadian citizen or a landed immigrant. Uh, and there's a few other uh, exceptions that would apply, but I would strongly encourage uh, anybody that's doesn't fit within the, the normal confines of a Canadian citizen to reach out to, the, uh, to their lawyer or legal counsel to make sure that they're not uh, being charged or potentially being charged this 15% over and above their purchase price, which could be really significant.
0: So I just have a couple comments said so this is directly impacted. I know my sister or brother-in-law would tried to sell their property and I, she did not address, so this is to reiterate to to, to, to Bondo's uh, comment, talk to your lawyer and talk to your mortgage professional because she went made a uh, purchase uh, cash offer on a home. That wasn't the issue. And the minute she found that she had to uh, come up with an additional 15% above and beyond. She pulled the plug and then the subject to penalties because she broke the contract. Um, but another thing that it, it really stuck out was the ever increasing uh, purchase prices uh, in Ontario of, of mortgage uh, of properties. The, the irony to that is is prior to, and this might shock all of you and our listeners, the government didn't do any research prior to implementing this in Ontario. And after the <laughs> 15% was implemented, um, they found out that less than five percent of the purchases in the GTA Golden Horseshoe this is where that applies um, were purchased by foreign buyers I think it was less than three yeah, percent actually it, it it was was like a, so it was they've implemented a, a, a tax grab that in, that, that has perspective wise put a su- or a subjective uh, um, I'd
3: say it had a dramatic cooling effect oh, on dramatic. the market no matter what.
0: thought they didn't know much about it.
3: Well, it was based on speculation too, because right. they figured the market would up, which, which which it did, right? So it didn't affect many foreign buyers, but it, it cooled the market like almost overnight. I right. you know I, I saw, think it
2: had a I was a cool gonna say impact. I saw a lot of people get impacted <clears throat> in respect to uh, so the landed immigrant, if you are a temporary resident here in Canada, you would now be subject to that speculations tax. You'd have to actually be paying that uh, if your contract was signed after a date. If you are a landed immigrant with permanent residency here in the country, then the uh, the speculation tax doesn't apply. I, I
3: believe, though, if, if you became a citizen within a certain amount of time, you were rebated that back. Right? And
1: and that's why I said, you know, if you don't fit the proper the the perfect proper mold for it not to apply, then. Consult with a lawyer just because there are certain exceptions that do apply. Mm-hmm. And one of them would be depending on when you would get your, your, your permanent, or, permanent or, or, yeah. residency, yeah. Um, you could then qualify for a rebate back, yeah, yeah. potentially, yeah. right? But in those instances, you'd be required to pay it up front and then apply for a rebate. So, now as a mortgage specialist, what's the likelihood that? Trevor, you you can find somebody that's going to fund a fifteen percent tax over and above your purchase price.
2: Well, they're already coming up with their down payment, right? So that's uh, you know a big expense right there, and and I have had people consider walking away. Well, know? I just mean your lenders aren't going to lend. So on
1: no, a three hundred thousand dollar purchase, you know you can't look to your lender and say, well, listen, can you lend me another forty five thousand dollars for this three hundred thousand dollar purchase?
2: Right. For sure. Yeah, right. it doesn't work like
1: that. So, so. We, we, we saw definitely when they first implemented it, it caused a commotion uh, you know, for a variety of buyers and uh, it definitely uh, had the impact of killing some deals. And, and
3: Well, it cooled it, and now that the interest rates are starting to climb too, that's also an additional right. cooling on the market. So it's interesting timing. It was effective. Hey. But awesome. it's a
0: good this is this is a good um, uh, transition into well Lindy you had a couple of questions right that mm-hmm. came in your way. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so uh, this week I'm going to talk about the stress test. So uh, uh, a lot of a uh, lot of questions and and you know what it's it's ongoing. It. <laughs> so uh, we all do. you know just to to take a step back here the government implemented the stress test uh, back in 2016 the original stress test. So if you were buying a house with less than 20% down so 5 10 15% on a house you have to buy default insurance at that point uh, they had implemented this stress test where you had to qualify at the five-year Canada benchmark so a lot of people you know, coming up into January 2018 had some concern about uh, the new, new stress test that was coming up nice. and some people were trying to get into the market ahead of time. Uh, basically what had happened in January of 2018 was the conventional stress test got implemented. Uh, so basically anybody trying to qualify for a mortgage that was using putting down 20% or more on their purchase. They were uh, at that previous to this, they were able to qualify at the actual contract rate. So if you were getting a, an interest rate of say 3%, you that was what you were actually used uh, or using to qualify. So what had happened with the conventional stress test, uh, a lot of people had heard the contract rate plus 2%, uh, which is true depending on, uh, but if it's an insurable deal, uh, which we can get into in another episode, uh, you would still qualify in a similar stress test manner to the uh, original stress test that was that was implemented back in uh, in October 2018. One other thing, just to, to touch on regarding the stress test. Or
3: October 27th. Sorry,
2: October 2016 was the original okay. stress test. The newest stress test that got implemented was for January 2018. Okay. Um, so one thing to, to touch on, you know, because there's uh, one credit union that was, that's really doing a good job marketing and advertising, uh, talking about, uh, you know, they don't have a stress test, which uh, there is some legitimacy to that the uh, the new government stress test applies to federally regulated institutions. So credit unions, for the most part, are all provincially regulated. Uh, they do have securitizing that happens on their books. That goes it happens on the back end. Um, but if you're putting down an, uh, 20% or more on a house and, and getting a mortgage with a credit union, you're going to be able to qualify at that actual contract rate. Um really one of the things that I just, I caution people on. It's not a bad thing to be qualifying on that contract rate, but if you're using that uh, to get around the stress test to potentially be able to buy a little bit more, uh, just some food for thought that I like to give people is uh, you're potentially stuck with that lender at renewal. Uh, you're not going to have the same renewal options available to you right. if no that's leverage. the case. Yeah, no you, so Yeah, because you
0: pretty much, they, you, you painted yourself in a corner. Absolutely, because, right? Because you, you didn't, qualify for the stress test, which means you don't go to any federally regulated institutions. Exactly. But but
3: I think for the stress test, let's put it into numerical values here. If, if you are below 20% and you were approved previously <laughs> at a $500,000 mortgage, what would this extra 2% do to your buying power?
2: So when you're buying less than 20%, mm-hmm. um, We've had the stress test, again, since October 2016, and right now the actual uh, interest rate that we're using to qualify is 514 at the time of this recording. Previously, at that point, I believe it was 464. Uh, So it it truly does reduce your purchasing power. But, you know, a lot of people feel that it's a lot greater than, than what it actually is. Everybody's circumstances are, you know, unique in, in their own way. And the best thing that they can do is, uh, you know, reach out, give somebody like myself uh, a call, mortgage broker, and be glad to, you know, walk you through the process and, um, and figure out what's going to be your best option.
3: I think one of the interesting things that Stress Test is doing, it is reducing buying power, So it's actually increasing the amount of buyers at that lower price range. So now you're seeing houses from 100 to about $250,000, you're having multiple, multiple offers on everything because there's so many buyers in that pool right now because this stress test has reduced it, which actually is making it worse because now when you're winning these deals, you're eliminating financing conditions and house inspections and it's a very difficult way Mm. to buy properly, you know, you lose all due diligence And, and that's what's happening again and I don't think the government really Looked at that part. No, yeah. So Hat it's shot. it's interesting because it's those first time buyers, and many of those first time buyers are going to find some some uh, some lawyer issues. Let's say. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's good for you, Bondo. You're going to have some more work, but it's yeah. Or you know, my litigators. Right? But we we, yeah. we never want to have a, an unhappy unhappy buyer that has bad things happening. No, but that's an offset of
0: what the stress test is doing. For
1: sure. For sure.
0: Well, uh, that's a wrap for week four. Yeah. Um, Thanks very much, everyone. Please keep listening. Thanks for listening. And sharing and tweeting and all that uh, stuff. And send us some new questions. Keep the questions coming. coming. Absolutely. All right. And share. uh,
2: don't forget to uh, subscribe iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. You'll get uh, updates weekly every time we publish a new episode. And again, trying to uh, get these episodes out to you every Monday. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Ciao. Out.
0: Produced by Cryer Media
3: and distributed by The Sound Off Media Company.